Hello, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Joy Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a radio ministry, podcast ministry of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. We're thankful that you've tuned in today as we're preaching through God's Word. We're praying God's Word will speak to your heart as it's preached and taught from the pulpit of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. Something interesting about Joseph. Joseph is a slave in Egypt. God blessed him, but it wasn't because Joseph spent all of his time. God didn't bless Joseph in the house of, I just forgot his uh, first master's name. Someone help me. Potiphar. In Potiphar's house, we don't have record that Joseph rose to power because Joseph hated Potiphar all the time. Joseph was always behind the scene criticizing the authority. Joseph was always trying to get the upper hand. No, Joseph behaved himself wisely and submitted to the authority that God had put in his life and did a great thing. When Joseph was in prison, what happened to Joseph? How did Joseph rise in power? Because he beat down all the guards and all the guards knew he could escape anytime he wanted to. And he was such a mean devil that nobody, everybody feared him. And so he rose, no. Joseph behaved himself wisely. And he responded to authority the right way. And because he responded to authority in the right way, God blessed him. And then when Joseph becomes second in command in Egypt under Potiphar, Joseph behaves himself wisely and God blesses him. Do you think Joseph was out trying to take the throne from Potiphar? No, he was, had the proper view of authority and he had the right attitude in the situation of life. How many of you are in a situation that's less than optimal? You been there? I'm in a, you're in a situation that's less than optimal. The boss is awful. The conditions are terrible. The circumstances are horrid. But you have to remember something. We, as God's people, we are in the world. We're not of the world. We're not to be uh, sinning against God and his word, but we are to be the kind of people who have the right spirit about the authorities that come up in our lives. And when we respond to those authorities, right, God says, that's great. When we deal with things humbly and godly and patiently and gracefully and, hey, look, God says, that's great. God says, that's great. Why was it that God was able to use Mordecai in such a way because he had a rotten attitude and he thumbed his nose at authority all the time? No, because he was wise and he set himself up in such a way that he could help the king and help the Jews and help his people and help his seed. The right, authority, right idea about authority. Let me tell you something. If you complain about everybody that's above you all the time, your heart is not in tune with God. We've got to get to the place where we're just going to be okay and trust the Lord in the uncomfortable situations in life and with the authorities that are around and above and are near us. Greatness is this sense of humility that takes advantage of opportunity, but the sense of humility that says, you know what? I'm not the king, but where I am, with God's help, I want to be used for God's glory. You see, he was next to the king. Number two, 
Look what the Bible says here in verse 3 again. For Mordecai the Jew was next unto the king, Ahasuerus, and great among the Jews. Great among the Jews. Now, the Bible just lets us know what the Jewish community thought of Mordecai. He was great among the Jews. Let me just show you here how God is using Mordecai. Mordecai had a great testimony and reputation among his community. Among his community. May the Lord help us as a church to have a great reputation among our community. That doesn't mean we're compromising truth. That doesn't mean that we're lowering standards below the Bible. No, that means we need to be determined with God's help to have the kind of spirit that in our community, our community knows that that's a bunch of people who loves our community. Knows that they're welcome to be in our church. Knows that we're a place where they can find help. And Mordecai, you know what kind of guy he was? He was the kind of guy that his community knew, hey, listen, Oh, Mordecai, he's got our back. Oh, Mordecai, he, he loves us. Oh, Mordecai, he's great. Let me tell you, if you think somehow that there's any spiritual power in making everybody you come in contact with mad or trying to declare dominance on everybody that comes around you, let me tell you something. You're no better than an old male dog that's running around marking his territory all the time. You're just making messes everywhere you go. Mordecai, not like that. He was great among the Jews. In his community, in his community, folks like, man, you can count on him. Now, that's greatness. In God's eyes, that's greatness. The Bible says, thirdly, in verse number three, he was great among the Jews and accepted of the multitude of his brethren. We see the community and the Jews, but then we see the brethren. And we could, there was not a local church at this moment, but we can liken the brethren. These were people who believed like him. These were the people that were the closest to him. This was his, this was his family. This was his faith family. His brethren. The Bible says he was accepted of the multitude of the brethren. Look, he had a place of prominence in the faith community. He had a place of prominence in his church. He esteemed others greater than himself. And God calls that greatness. He was accepted of his brethren. Look at the fourth thing. This is what the scripture says. Seeking the wealth of his people. I don't know about you, but I like the idea of someone in authority who their burden is this. I'm going to seek the wealth of my people. I'm going to seek the wealth of my people. Let me tell you, what makes the greatest father, a father who's interested in seeking the wealth of his children and his wife? What makes the greatest mother, a mother who's interested in seeking the wealth of, his, of her children or husband? What makes a great politician, if there is such a thing? And there are, and there's a need for them. Somebody who is seeking the wealth of his people. What was Mordecai interested in? Was Mordecai interested in showing off the fact that he's wearing the king's ring and having people as he was paraded through town on the king's horse and the king's clothes, bowing at his feet. No, he'd been there and done that. Who cares? That doesn't benefit my people at all. 
A stroke on the ego of a humble man is not great. What did he do? He sought the wealth of his people. I want to encourage you to do something. We all have a tendency to seek our own wealth. Now look, I got bills to pay every month and we got to work and provide and take care of. There's no room for selfishness in God's house, among God's people. And great people aren't selfish people. I hate to tell them. Some of the wealthiest, most famous, most talented people that's ever walked on two legs, they're not great in God's eyes. I want them to be. They're not great in God's eyes. You know why? Because all they care about is themselves. But Mordecai, Mordecai had determined to live his life. And God says, let me tell you about my Mordecai. He's seeking the wealth of his people. Finally, number five, the Bible says, and speaking peace to all his seed. Now, I like the speaking peace. He's sitting there, look, I can just hear him. I can just hear him, Mordecai with family gathered around, the children near. And Mordecai says, now listen, God's idea of greatness is not like Old Haman, you've heard the story about. God's idea of greatness is somebody who's determined with God's help to live as, live peaceably with all men as much as possible. To point others to faith in God, to love others. And you could see Mordecai. Mordecai had the spirit about him that said, hey, listen, children, seed. He was interested in the future. He's interested in the future. of his nation, the future of his people. He's interested in children becoming men and women of greatness. That's the kind of guy Mordecai was. You know, I think about it in our lives. What makes a great coach? What makes a great coach? I'm thankful for great coach, but what makes a great coach? Let me tell you what makes a great coach. A great coach is not determined by his win and loss record. A great coach is determined by his ability to teach young men or her ability to teach young ladies or their ability to teach their students what real greatness is. Let me tell you something. A great coach is interested in the righteousness and integrity of a team and of players do you know what they get in return they'll end up with great results and the win and loss record will go in their favor more than not because God's ways work that's a great coach what's a great man there's a man I won't give too many details because some of you might know who he was there's a man that I know and on numerous occasions, I've pointed him out to my children. He's not tall. He's not muscular. He's not rich. As a matter of fact, he works a normal job. He doesn't speak the plainest. Let me tell you something, that man has a heart that big. And he loves God and he loves God's people. 
and he's determined to serve God the way that he can. There's not a lot of talent there. And on many occasions, just between me and my boys, I'll point him out and I'll say, boys, right there. Right there is what I want to be when I grow up. That kind of man. There's no talent. There's no great skill. There's there's no great ability, but there's a heart for God and other people that is second to nobody I know. I want to be that man. Because the truth is, you can get up in front of people and sing a song and say words right and string sentences together and who cares? Because God's idea of greatness is not talent. God's idea of greatness goes far deeper than that. He's interested in people who are interested in other people and being used for eternity in the lives of others. You see, that's greatness. Look, don't fall into the trap of Haman. Don't fall in the trap of Ahasuerus. If you want a role model, look to a great man like Mordecai who's always interested in other people. It was all about others. And I'll tell you something, God used him. We can't even know. We won't even know. We haven't seen the chronicles of the Medes and Persians. But I can guarantee you written in there, God makes it clear and lets us know that there was a man God used in a big way. A man who cared about others. The greatness of Mordecai. May God help us to yearn in our hearts to be men and women of greatness. Let me tell you something. It's not going to put you on a pedestal. It'll put you on your knees. It's not going to put you on a pedestal. It's going to put you serving. And boy, it's great. Our goal should be greatness in God's eyes. The results of being obedient to the Lord is fantastic. But uh, Mordecai, he was a great guy. And uh, we need more like him. Let's determine with God's help to be great like Mordecai. Let's pray. Thank you for listening today to Keep Thy Heart Daily. This is a ministry of faith of the Chilhowee Baptist Church. For more Bible preaching, visit us at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com or download our app wherever you get your apps, Chilhowee Baptist Church. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful day.